Yeah, they, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many years were my, well, you know this, Mike, how many years were my hands oh, yeah. rolling around that there. steering wheel? I hear you there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what Dola, yeah. what uh, Dola, we experienced with Dola, she, this finger over here, when I married her, the doctors were wanting to do surgery and cut a bunch of stuff on this finger because it was a trigger thing that wouldn't come loose and stuff mm -hmm. on this, and it was kind of gnarly, looked like a, uh, an arthritic centenarian yeah. lady, you know, yeah. over there. Well, I had started going to Dr. Carrada, the Carrada Chiropractic Clinic, because of the, the spinal injury thing. I'd start going there. Mm -hmm. And she started to go back, okay? But she, she wasn't too excited about it. She said it hurt her neck and back, do that stuff. Mm -hmm. But she went in there and mentioned that to him. She said, oh, you don't have to get surgery on that. Here, let me do some things with it. And did you know she's never had to have surgery? That's a year and a half ago. Yeah. Never had to have surgery. And as a matter of fact, what you can do. it's healed up, she said. Mm -hmm. just, just, he just did something... Yes. adjusting with ligaments That's or something in there and it's all that, okay basically what they do with this they, they shoot that in there and then um they can take it, it kind of melts down the fatty tissue in that so mm -hmm. they can cartilage and stuff like and that move, yeah. yeah they can move, move it around okay one good track cool yeah. okay well we'll be in agreement with you there will be healing health and wholeness infirmity mountain is removed as we speak to that Jesus' name, be perfect wisdom. And everybody comes through with paying Amen. they're supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> Cause, amen. Because it costs like $4,000 for that drug. Or that oh, enzyme. Are you Medicare? Right there. Medicare, and I have also the supplement. Is it Aetna, or, thing. Aetna or who is it? Um, Blue Cross. Okay, they're decent. But we've had Aetna. And, and I got a letter from them saying they okayed that for for period between and something in the next year yeah yeah so you know when i came out of the hospital both times last year and this year they uh, instead of me being an antibiotic and having home health come in all that kind of stuff to infuse they got approval it was a four thousand dollar a dose antibiotic that they mix at the cancer center mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i had to go over there and sit in this thing and let them do this for an hour and a half two hours something like that uh, they they got it. They said we don't know if they'll approve it. I had Blue Cross before, and then, then they put me on Medicare with the SSDI thing, mm -hmm. and uh, no problem. This last time, the doctor didn't think yeah. it would go through, and he calls yeah. me and says, "You're through. Go." Yeah, the doctor's office wasn't hearing from Medicare. Yeah, but <laughs> well, here's amazing. I got the statement from Medicare of the last several weeks thing here, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> I was yeah. kind of amazed. Yeah. Kind yeah. of amazed. At the hospital there, this little wound thing is, is, is incision about that deep that hadn't been healed up properly and stuff. And they were doing a skin graft material. It's a fake stuff they put in there. And it starts bits collagen and starts building up. Two visits, the 17th and 24, uh, 24th of March, they charge Medicare $24,721. Mm -hmm. A little quarter size piece of that stuff is all they put on there. Oh, yeah. And, then, and then dressed it with oh, yeah. wound stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was in disbelief. That's outrageous. Yeah. Well, they, they usually, it's like plea bargaining. They usually work that down with Medicare. Yeah. And they have a special rate for Medicare. Well, well what the statement uh, said is Medicare approved this mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. And this is how much you might have to pay. And then apparently Medicare paid the whole deal. Yeah. Oh, well. I was yeah. aghast. Yeah, that's what the supplement, <laughs> why the supplement is, yeah. is important. Because almost everything... Um, the supplement covers whatever Medicare doesn't. And they didn't bat an eye twice do that $4,000 dose. I had yeah. to go twice for each yeah. time. Oh, that's good. Over there. It's, it's so, like, anyway, so, we're, we're So I've got a, a, a good feeling like Mr. McFeely always used to say. 
a good feeling, a beautiful feeling. Mr. Rogers. So I was going to say, that's Mr. That's Rogers. That's the mailman. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's the mailman. It's a beautiful day. You're a beautiful day, and yeah. you got to let Mr. Rogers know it's a beautiful day. Amen. I never saw that, but one of my passengers would always want me to do the Mr. McFeely song. <laughs> I'm going to get the goggles out just in case. One of the neat things about exercising our dominion was I... Uh, it's messing with my eyes. They've given these shots in this eye, and I can see out of it fine over here. But this eye had these little floaters show, a little piece of hair like that big, a couple like eyelash, and that exploded into a million pieces. And it's and refracting the light around that makes this blur in the middle of my eye, and it's making it hard to drive. It's depth perception. If Dola was handing me something, I'd reach over here instead of here, because it was depth perception stuff. Uh, a real problem, and it's been distressing. You know, I've had 2020 20 all these years, and all of a sudden, boom. And uh, I, I began, uh, the Lord brought me up short one day and said, you do what you preach, boy. <laughs> you preach Mark eleven twenty three. speak to the mountain and command it be removed and believe what you say mm -hmm. and it shall be done. That's what my word says. Yeah. So I began speaking in the name of Jesus. These floaters, there was a bunch of them suddenly showed up and they're exploding. And, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you uh, uh, Retinopathy behind there, I command you to cease and desist. I cast the mountain of retinopathy out of these eyes. And I speak to you, floaters, command you to dissipate from my eyeball. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Well, that's been a week, week and a half ago. This morning I get up, and I, I don't see perfectly, but it's not this big blur spot in the middle. See, if I, if I look quickly to either side, it sees clearly before the blur moves over there. Right. Right. So... He's uh, the doctor was concerned about that, and then yesterday when they or yeah yesterday they gave me another shot in the right eye, and uh, he says, well what we're gonna do, you're gonna come back next week and we're gonna put a shot in this eye. I said why? He said I want to do that. It's the same kind of stuff that should should rather than us doing surgery and taking it up and sucking all that stuff off, we'll do this. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're gonna do. But we're gonna it's gonna be removed. And I'm gonna be seeing perfect again. Glory to God. Is this the printout? That, that is the printout. No, that's actually the entire series. If, if anybody wants a copy, I can make a copy of it. All right. But uh, we, I've got character. I see Mike's got something over there. That's, that's, that's the one. I, the other day, last Thursday, I, I had that in Dola. I, I couldn't get the copier to work. It's 8888, but I couldn't get the thing to work. So Dola, I wanted to, but I didn't. Well, walk, walk in yeah, love, you brother. Don't want to be kicking walk in love. Sort of yeah. So anyway, I said to Dola, I can't get that crazy thing to work. She says, let me do it. She takes it down. I said, now I need six copies. I come back in there and there's three copies. I said, sweetheart, I needed, well, I was trying to do something for nice to you. And that, that's how you're going to act like me. So she walked off and I'm sitting there with three copies. Why don't you just out of paper? Yeah. So anyway, no, she, so I, I do have the entire series from when we moved into here. Okay. WWP, if anybody wants a copy, I can make a copy. That's, that's okay. probably a good idea, especially if you're going to ask questions that yeah. we can refer to. If we're going to have a final exam, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll help the audio side or the visual yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, rather than trying to remember seven different principles right? and which one that affects you the most. Yeah, um, yeah, you'll have it for reference and all. Yeah. It's, good, it's all the good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we'll jump back into the middle as if, we, if we're on film now, Matt. Are we on film? You can download it Are we on now? Yeah, we oh, Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've been talking about so much. But hey, we need to fellowship. We need to, mm -hmm. to, to lay things out before one another. Uh we talked about uh, the session on character last week. 
Now tonight it's going to be talking about understanding your margins in life. And we'll define that to what that's talking about. But uh, a recap of, of the session on character, it's the will to do what is right as defined by God in his word, regardless of physical cost. It's an important principle to hold on to right there. It's a predecision to do whatever is right. And what is right is determined by God in the word. And doing what is right because it is right, not because it's convenient. We all know that principle. We, we, most of us grew up with parents that taught us that sort of thing. But, uh, Psalm 15, the profile of the man of character, and it mentions these things that he walks in. Number one, integrity. Uh, number two, action. Number three, walks in honesty. Number four, in encouragement. He encourages folks. Okay, lifts them up. Number five, in honor. Uh, number six, he's a man of his word. There it says that the phrase in Psalm 15 is he swears to his own hurt and doesn't change it. Okay? And then number seven is generosity. And why is he generous? Uh, God told Abraham this. See, we're the seed of Abraham, remember? It says in Galatians, we're the seed of Abraham if we belong to Christ. He told Abraham, you will be blessed in order to be a blessing. And you shall all nations of the earth be blessed, but you'll be blessed to do that so to be generous we need to have generosity from the blessings of the lord to come our way so i i don't know why i said that but maybe it was needed now we talked about character killers um flexible standards and values is a big one mm -hmm. whenever we're not settled and established on those values and all that we can change and i i have family members i've probably been guilty of it myself through my life at different times we all have i'm sure so flexible standards of values, then a distorted vision of what manhood is. We're not allowed, no girly mans allowed. You remember the girly mans from the 90s? <laughs> Hans and Franz talk about the girly mans. Yeah. No, no girly mans. No, no distortions fit, fit into the um, children's book character thing that are writing wrong measurements. Um, when you make a wrong measurement because you did that because you had a distorted vision of what something's supposed to be. Yep. Um, the mistakes build on each other because you're measuring with the wrong measure. Yep. Yep. Now I've read, I know a pastor, I don't know him personally, but I, I read something. He said that he was building his new building at his church and instead of going back and remeasuring every, uh, every, uh, Truss and the truss measurements. He used the one he used one and he kept me and he measured from the one previous to it. And when it came out to the end, he was over a quarter of an inch off out of square because yeah. he he didn't remeasure properly and yeah. get the exact measurements. Yeah. So that's an important yeah. thing and, and not to be distorted. The, you know? the idea of, of that is is that always we've yeah. had we've had wrong measurements yeah. that have compounded over the many. And uh, there are several reasons for the wrong measurements, um, but as that has happened, you, your world becomes more and more distorted. Um, there's more and more confusion. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't describe today, um, I don't know what does. That's how we got there. Exactly. Interesting that I heard a today I heard a video testimony of a fellow that was connected to the 
the Rothschilds, you know, they're the, the, the banking family of the world. They own all the, a lot of the central banks. Hmm. The wealth, probably the wealthiest family in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was saying that back in the 60s, 70s, he was talking with one of the upper Rothschild men, David, one of those guys, and he said, uh, he, he, they were talking about feminism, the feminist movement, he, and the Rothschild guy says, do you know what feminist, feminism is all about, what it's al actually all about, what the truth is about it? He says, oh, it's the women want to have equal rights and they want to make equal pay and all that kind of stuff. And the guy laughed at him and said, you're an idiot. <laughs> he said, no, here's the truth. He said, our foundation funded the feminist movement, Rockefeller Foundation. You can look back. They funded a lot of that. And the whole reason was, number one, for the women to get this sense of independence and to destroy the family, to give them a distorted view of femininity and of womanhood and of the family, and that would destroy the family. And number two, so we could move in and take over a country through the banking system because it's been destroyed at its foundations of the family. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. What's, what, what did feminism do? It attacked manhood a lot of, you know, it was an attack on womanhood, but it was openly an attack on manhood, mm -hmm. you know, against men. So, uh, distorted vision of manhood, then taking shortcuts to manhood and maturity, taking shortcuts to it, not taking the time to grow yourself up. Uh, the, the, Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is as if, as if a man should take seed and put it into the ground. And it says he doesn't worry about it. He just goes about his business, maybe watches over it, cultivates it or whatever, but doesn't worry about it. And he says it springs up and grows. And before he knows it, it's ready for a harvest. It's ready for the result he wants. And he puts in the sickle and makes the harvest. That's God's way. Is He said, as long as earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Mm -hmm. So if you, I I've grew up gardening from my youth in Texas. We planted gardens. I planted them all through my young life, young adult life. And, and I have, still have my Troy Belt tiller. Could do it at the house. There's not any room in the out, uh, in, outside the shade at this new house we're in here. <laughs> so, I'd be like Woody Allen behind one of those things. <laughs> that's about... <laughs> That's, that's about what it looked like. Just right? hold on, brother. Mm -hmm. That's about what it looked like. It's so, like that commercial with, with the guy doing the lines for the baseball. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. all over the place. <laughs> what have you done? He's imagining riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so uh, taking the shortcuts. In other words, not letting the seeds, putting the proper seeds in, letting them grow up and, and make a harvest of manhood and maturity in you. Uh, and then number number four, failure to guard the mind. That is huge. You think about that with this internet that we have today. It can be very difficult. I was sharing with you one time that I'm on this, the computer doing something, and these things pop up, and it's naked ladies and stuff going on in this picture. It's, I guess, some kind of porn pop-up or something. I had never messed with that, but it's popping up in front of me, and instead of sitting and looking at it going, hmm, instead of that, I immediately X that thing out at the top, and, and I didn't know what to do. You know, I was still young and computer stuff at the time. I didn't know what to do about it. I guess that's a fishing thing or something like that. <laughs> well, back then it was more of a pop-up ads, which you don't see a lot now. Yeah. There's other ways to track you than pop-up ads. Yeah, but anyway, that that's what pop up, and I, I had to I had to decide right then, you're out of here. Boom, boom, boom. That was a late, that must be the early, late, early 90s, late 2000s that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Later 90s, that kind because of, that's when the internet was kind of coming up bigger in people's lives, you know. So anyway, <laughs> uh, failure to guard the mind, and then hanging with foolish friends. We've been guilty of that. 
The fool has said in his heart there is no God. Anybody have a friend like that? I've had a friend like that, but I didn't let him say that in front of me and, and, and push on it. I pushed the other way and all that. We, we try to convert each other all the time, you know. So hangs with foolish friends. And also did, disconnected from genuine fellowship with authentic godly men. Amen. Big, big issue right there. Big issue. Um, you know, the, the psychological test that they had, the professor would draw different lines on there and obviously one was shorter than the other yeah but everybody else is in on it as claiming that the other one is is longer the shorter one is longer yeah and yeah the the, the pressure that that comes on with that the other person finally <coughs> oh it must be me <laughs> so that's yeah you're right and and we've been sold a lot of that yeah Exactly. A lot, gaslighting is another word for that. Mm -hmm. Gaslighting. Is, there's I a, have one question. Yes. Uh, in, in a discussion area down here, mm -hmm. uh, question number three. Okay. Uh, would it be wrong if you look at uh, if you look at yourself in that question? Would that be wrong to look at it that way? Look at yourself. What do you mean? Like being knocked down and knocked out by getting back up. Wrong. Well. I'm not sure if I'm understanding your question correctly here, but the, the word why, says the, the righteous why man. It says, who have you known that was knocked out, but they got back up and achieved even greater influence? You can look at yourself. Me. Yeah. I, I think all of us. asking, could you answer me? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I had. I mean, I mean with, with, with all my cancer issues, I mean, been knocked down almost dead, and I, I popped right back up. Yeah. Yeah. I have never, you know. I was. Back in April 9, 1901, I was stripped of life, died in a car wreck, and, and pretty well lost everything in that instant. And God raised me up, a miraculous thing, walked out of there eight days later. That's one instance. Another instance, five years ago, I had uh, uh, things were slowing down a little bit. See, we were pastoring, but we weren't drawing. It wasn't enough offering to come in to live off of, and we had the, the ranch and all that. So I had the contracting company, Integrity Construction Group. And things had kind of, in, in Oklahoma, had kind of slowed down in that area a little bit, so cash flow was restricted. And there was a gentleman that uh, sang with all of our gospel groups around the area, come to all our singings, real, really nice, char charming, charismatic kind of guy, Jerry. Uh, him and his wife, Candy, were neat people. They followed Jim Baker a lot. They were Jim Baker stuff a lot, you know. And uh, he starts talking to me about, I went on a little business trip with him out to a mining property that he supposedly got the claim on. And, and stuff, went to Arizona with him and stuff, and he talked me into, he got a different business going that was breeding tilapia fish. You know, tilapia is, is, a, is a big food item now in the stores. And all. I will not eat them now that I've raised them. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to say, but you, you know what they are, right? Yeah. They're, they they're, they're a scavenger. They eat, yeah. they're like a hog. They used to feed hogs everything. Yeah. yeah, they're already in, in the past. That, they weren't a bad tasting fish. No, they actually well, didn't taste I bad. Would never, I, would, I would put high catfish higher on the yeah. food chain than I would a tilapia. Because they feed people. catfish decently now. The tilapia over, over in China places, they feed them all the manure and everything. Feed them the worst of everything. But we didn't do that. We actually fed them food. But they would eat all the manure off the floor. You know, they do that. That's just the way they are. But anyway, we got involved with that. I helped do the startup. I have an MBA, you know, and I helped him get the startup going, get the advertising, get all 
we got we brought people in. Hmm. We called it the Breeders Club that had farm properties and stuff, and they wanted to have an extra source of cash flow. Mm-hmm. So they were gonna. Uh, the company would supply the uh, breeding. They were those chemical totes, big chemical totes, and the breeding things and the equipment and the pumps and all that. And then the breeding fish, they'd supply that. And they'd give a pretty good, sizable investment to get in that, okay, as a breeder's club. And there was a contract. The company would buy their baby fish back, which would be about inch long. Doesn't take long for them to get that big. And they produce, like, worse than rabbits. I mean, hundreds and thousands of a piece. No, thanks. Yeah, I might have a little more. So anyway, we we got that going. We got a shop going with our own, uh, you know, our own in-house group of them and all. And that's what we got breeders out of. I I went and put these workshops on. I I, uh, emceed the workshop. And then Jerry and the the fish scientist, Dr. Tom Adcock, would come together and explain. uh, Tom would explain the technical scientific stuff about it all, why it should work. And it should have. The state of Oklahoma said so this should have been good. But Jerry would get up there and talk about the business, and he really raised it up high, like this is going to be fantastic. You'll just be amazed at what you make. We get going on this. We get this thing started. Uh, I'm bringing in investments of $100,000 each week with these people. I mean, we're getting some pretty good money in there. And it's coming time to start picking their baby fish up, and he still hasn't gotten a truck that would we could haul these fish in and not kill them or set anything up to do that, set any way of going getting stuff. So he's refusing to pick fish up, and people are getting mad. They're, they're mad at me because I was the face. And uh, before it was over, you know, here I was getting what I was. I wasn't getting a paycheck for these workshops or anything. I was getting a little percentage of those investments, small mm-hmm. percentage of investments that they brought in. So that was my pay for this thing, and I was doing okay on it. Well, it comes up. After about a year into that, it's getting where he just won't pick. And we finally got a truck and started trying to do this stuff. And then also we had a route we would bring. We would supply the feed was part of the contract. We ordered the feed in from Louisiana from Cargill and uh, Dr. Tom Design. We we brought that in and we would drop off several hundred pounds of feed each week or every two weeks for him. No no one to do that. We He hired, Jerry goes and hires guys from the homeless shelter to work for us. That's maintaining the equipment. That's doing these routes, that's going, and part of the deal was we would set the, the tank system and all that up on their farm in their building for them and get it running and tested and then come back and bring the breeders. We had trouble because of the quality of people he was getting. You know, we were having real props. Yeah. I, I, they, he sent me on one at the very last. Uh, way in eastern Missouri, the guy put a hundred grand into this thing. Had this huge, bigger than this church building he built and it's had dozens of these tanks and hundreds of fish and stuff. A really nice guy, real Christian guy. Um, our guys get out there, and I get a call that they got in a fist fight and left the, the premises. We were putting them in a hotel, and a couple of them got in a fist fight, and the job was over right then. I had to go out there and finish this thing. So that kind of stuff going on. By the end of this deal, um, the state of Oklahoma had called me to say people were complaining about not having a contract fulfilled. And they asked me, the, the attorney general lady asked me, what can you tell me? I said, uh, Janie, I think it was Jane, uh, here's what's gone on. We've done this. I've done this in good faith. I've worked for him since then. He pays me. He pays us all every Saturday. And I've been working for him and, and helping him out, kind of managing some things for him. Uh, he's done some of these things that make people mad, and I understand that. And I don't blame people for being mad and, and wanting to file on him. So... 
you know, this is what's going on, and I will share all the records here. I sent them over to her. They come back um, several months later. I look on a Sunday morning Bartlesville paper. It says, local man, local entrepreneur charged with fraud by Oklahoma Securities Commission. And then it listed me as along with him. Oh, no. He had put my name. Uh, if you understand entities, legal entities yeah. like LLCs and yeah. corporations, he had a couple of corporations out of Wyoming, and he had some LLCs in Oklahoma and Wyoming, different yeah, places. Yeah, a couple of companies is what he had. Kind of, but he was running business through them. Yeah. It's the fish business going through one of the big ones there. And he was running business, and he had the science, all these guys on the, the board stuff. Well, he had me as a board member and as the president of one of these. He had me as the general manager on two or three of these little companies he had, without my knowledge. So guess what? When the state goes through the legal paperwork, guess who's on the paperwork? Jerry's name was not on there. Guess who was in the front and center of the paperwork? Your fall guy. So they charged me, and the state. I didn't know this until too late. I went to make pay a bill, and I used my check card, my company check card, and it wouldn't go through. I'm thinking, wait a minute, I know I have so many thousand dollars in this account. What's the deal? So I call the bank. What's I go to the bank. What's going on here? I, I no one's got no one's hacked me, have they? No, sir. They showed me a court order freezing all assets of me, and then he had some other corporations at another bank. They froze all that. They took thirty thousand dollars of my grandpa's inheritance money. Oh, no way. They took probably twelve thousand of my other company money that I had can't control <clears throat> worried about things we can't control you, you ever done that you ever done that I yours dad Hagen shared in, in a lot of gyms that he would share that were life-changing in in class it was kind of intimate there's three or four hundred people five six hundred in the classroom but a lot of intimate life-changing things he would share one of them was he learned way back uh, in his younger years in the ministry he learned about 1 Peter 5, 7, where it talks about casting all your cares upon the Lord. Submit yourself to God and then cast your cares. And, he, and, and I listened to him and put that in practice. What I actually did was I would, uh, I'd be all Twitter-pated about something, worried about it, and I would say, Father God, I'm going to cast my cares on you. And I'd reach down like this and grab my hand full of something like that and say, Here! <laughs> They're yours! I refuse! And he taught us to, he said, here's what you do. Anytime that comes back your way, that the, the birds of the air are dropping thoughts about that into your mind, say out loud with your mouth, I refuse to worry or fret or have any anxiety about anything because I've cast all my care on my father and he cares for me. And, he, and I did learn to do that over and over again. And you know, I don't worry. I, I irritate my bride because I don't worry. Well, we should be thinking about, I said, Honey, I'm not going to worry about it. We're going to work it out when it's time to work it out. Yeah. I'm not going to so worry. But you need to plan ahead. Well, I do. I, in my mind, you know, at night when I'm in there praying and come awake and can't get back to sleep, I'm laying there praying, and then the thoughts will start coming. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to go. We need to call this men's group the, the Wrestling Warrior Project or the Warrior Wrestling Project. WWP, that would be a good catchy name that goes along with some of the culture, you know. So things like that coming up, problems, things that, that we're dealing with here in the church, that we're dealing with in our family or our kin folks or whatever, come up from that. Okay, so worrying about things we can't control and then not happy unless we are successful in our own eyes. What is success? So many folks, well, 
I got the nice house, I got the two kids, I got the two nice cars, maybe a Cadillac, and I got a boat, and I'm happy. I'm successful, right? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's another Frank Zappa song. Yeah. <laughs> car, car and a kid and a wife and a house. And the privacy back. fence around the backyard, okay? Mm-hmm. And the fish pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So we're not happy unless we're successful in our own eyes. Success is defined as being perfectly in line with God's will and doing what he directs. Because when we do that, what do we do? What happens when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Everything else is added to us. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's the truth. Yeah. yeah, I shared this quote before, but on the word worship, I wrote it down. Worship helps us to release the burden that it's all on us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what our, our uh, June, I'm back in the pulpit, Lord willing, the creek bank note rise in June. It's going to be all hail. Not H-E-L-L, all H-A-I-L. If you remember, we were with the resurrection of Jesus in April and talking about how he despised the shame and he's now set on the right hand of God. But what happened between the time he came out of Hades and was up here with the disciples, the first time he saw them, you remember what he said? Matthew 28, I believe. Uh, they, they ran into him and they're looking at him and he, he says, all hail. That means all of you bow down and worship me. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of have a June worship symposium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of a worship symposium, okay. talking about the covenant of worship that God made with His people, and uh, what it means to and how to and different things like that. So all hail the power of Jesus. All hail, praise in Jesus together is the subtitle. Mm-hmm. Praise in Jesus together. So anyway, we're we're back on track here for the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. Ephesians five fifteen to seventeen. It says this. See that you walk circumspectly, or in other words, with your head on straight. That's what that means. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is this word margin. It's what's left over after you've spent, you've done your spending. It's what's left over. It's the profit in a situation. Uh, we may need to fight for our margin. You understand that? We may have to put up a fight. It says in the word, fight the good fight of faith. Okay, We may have to put up a fight to grasp hold of the margin. There's margin in a number of areas of life mm-hmm. that we need to do that. James uh, 1.5, it says, if you lack wisdom, what do you do? You ask God. Let him ask of God. Who gives to everyone liberally and doesn't chew you out about it. That's what's wonderful. You know, I know people, I've had uh, bosses, I've known individuals that they might have said something to me a couple, three days before that, and you come back and you ask them about it again, and they're chewing you out. Didn't I tell you? What are you thinking? What's wrong with you? You ever had that? That's Quite a few. God doesn't do that. Huh? Happens all the time, drugging ministry. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> happens, so, happens a lot with parenting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yeah, do you know, I determine... My folks didn't do that, but I saw so many others, and I determined I would never do that to my kids. Yeah. I've never, I've always tried to build them up. I wasn't perfect. There were times that, excuse me, I actually have a sense of guilt at times. Uh, the, at the ranch, we had, I had an, a separate, an office in the house, 
and I had a computer desk. You come in the door of the office, there's a computer desk over here, and I was sitting at the computer desk doing contract or whatever, studying for the Word, and my little three-year-old, four-year-old Gary Jr., BJ, would walk in that door and stop and look at me like, I'm here. <laughs> and I would look back at him like, leave me alone. I didn't say that, but that's the attitude. Mm -hmm. I'm busy. And then Jonathan, the oldest one, the same thing. He was like eight, seven or eight. He'd do the same thing, walk in and, and look around. I would, I would like, I'm busy. And I, you know, I feel horrible about that. And, and two minutes later, you feel, uh, then you shut everything down and go cry. And I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was just busy. I was so focused. I, I what I do, I get, I get train vision and stay focused on something. I, I can't get off it. I, I tried to tell them that, um, yeah, um, I can't do this for now. I'll get back to you on it. Don't let me forget. Yeah. That's one of the advantages of being a papa with some wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I try that, but the only problem with that is you'll forget it. And, for example, okay, I'll buy you this when I, next next week when I have money. I don't yeah. have it right Yeah. Not four, seven days and one second later, they remember and it pops They're right there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, they got a picture out of the Sears catalog of it. Dad, <laughs> I, I you didn't know about that, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I want my two dollars. <laughs> or better yet, you hear that commercial. I want my money and I want it oh, now. Yeah. I want patience, and Lord, give it to me now, right? You don't dare do that now. <laughs> so James 5, I've got to ask, ask God for wisdom because he doesn't chew you out over and gives it to you. Before we ask... The next, the next verse, though, is, is good to add with that. It says, but let him ask in faith, nothing, nothing wavering. wavering. And what is that faith based on? And we've been talking about it. It's, it's the word of God. It's the word. Yeah. Ask in, asking in faith means asking according to what's here. This is your legal written precedent. Yeah. If it's in there, it's already a yes. That's how I could do the... The Prolex does not provide all my... Needs according to the riches and glory. Yeah. That's not what the word says. It says God will supply. Yeah. yeah. I've got all, I could write probably a couple books or something. Uh, you know, we're getting ready to close here. <laughs> a couple of books. Uh, okay, you know what What was amazing back after after all this stuff happened in 05 and later on, whenever I'm, um, I can barely walk from uh, disabling back deal injury, not getting income, I couldn't do the contracting. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, we have rent due. We have some other stuff, insurance and stuff due. And my deceased wife is kind of getting a little Twitter pated. She worked two part-time jobs to keep us afloat during this time. And uh, pretty well full-time. And anyway, so I'm starting to feel a little Twitter pated. And the Lord wakes me up one night and says, do what you preach, boy. And I said, Father God, I'll do that. I said, here, I'm going to quote your word to you. You said it in your word. You said you're able to make your grace financially abound, overflow to me, that I have more than enough and I overflow to every good work. I, these, these came out of my mouth without thinking, I plead your grace by the blood of the Lamb right now. And I felt, wow, something happened. The next morning I wake up, get up, and the phone rings, and this is a fellow from the church that we'd attended years back, 20 miles away, in Nowata, and he says, hey, he says, uh, I need I need a roof done. You still doing roofs? I said, well, if you need one done, yeah. He says, come over. I actually have two of them. I went over there. I mean, we were 
in desperate shape. But I had told the Lord, remind him of Philippians 4.19. Mm -hmm. You said it, Lord. And then he brings that up. I plead your grace by the blood of the Lamb. That next morning, Tom, go over there. And Tom, his name's Tom, Tom and Carlotta, they show me the stuff and say, yeah, no problem. I measured it off. Uh, and the other place measured it off. And you know what? They signed it right there, and they handed me half the money up front. Nice. It's sixteen grand. And I had now well, I couldn't I couldn't get up there and do it because of all this stuff. But I had some uh, Hispanic guys, a family. That's the way we work out there. The families will get with you, and they'll come. Their uncles, aunts, uh, uh, grandpas, everybody comes and works on your crew, and you, they'll do it for so much a square. In other words, you have a known price when you start. So they, they come up, Federico and, and Francisco, they, they brought the whole crew up and come up and had it done in one day. <laughs> so yeah. I got the other half the next day. <laughs> you know, that, that's the grace of God. That's, that's yeah. not accepting what's staring you in the face. That's taking what's in here that's a yes and an amen, grabbing hold of it. You know, and you all know the story about the foot, the infections and all that, want to take the foot off. And I did what we just did with the mountain a little while earlier mountain of infection I cast you out I uh, be removed and cast out of my foot out of my bones and my body and three days later the MRI stuff comes out you don't have any infection down there and they were wanting to take it off three days before because <laughs> it's so bad so glory to God you know we, we got to we're, we're closed up now we'll finish this session on margin next week because I've got several pages remaining of it and Mike, if any of you want, we'll make copies. I'm going to need one because I won't be here next week. Of the entire? Okay. Uh, I need your prayer.